Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Wednesday the 9th of February. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Wither. Canada's capital city remains under siege. The protests going on across Canada, which uh, have spread to a bridge, are leading to sporadic congestion and blockages. And leaders in Europe begin talks to bring Ukraine and Russia back from the brink. Given that we've seen what Russian counterinsurgency looks like, I think that that eventuality should be treated with some level of concern because it would be potentially a humanitarian disaster. Times of London Daily World Briefing. It's nearly two weeks in the siege of Canada's capital city of Ottawa, and this sound is still ringing out, even at four in the morning. The so-called Freedom Truck Convoy sees the anti-vaccine mandate protest affecting more than just the Great White North, with miles of road in the city blocked. Thousands of truck drivers have come to Ottawa during the last fortnight as Canada's new regulation for cross-border haulers has made it so those crossing the Canadian-US border must quarantine if they are unvaccinated. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki responded to the blockages and congestion caused by the action. We, of course, support, as you know, the the right to freedom of speech and protest. While we do see some of these congestion due to protests, it is clear that these disruptions have broadened in scope beyond the vaccine requirement implementation. Beyond that, we are, of course, in touch with our Canadian counterparts, um, uh, but I don't have any updates in terms of specific steps. The protest has turned into an occupation of the city, with the angered truckers blaring horns, desecrating war memorials and important monuments, and setting off fireworks. The city's mayor, Jim Watson, declared a state of emergency on Monday, as the occupation does not seem to be ending soon. Charlie Mitchell is the Canada correspondent for the Times of London and lives in the area affected. The signs are, there's a lot of F. Trudeau signs and Canada flags, but also things like um, liberty or death and the media is a virus and things like that. Uh, the mood changed a couple of days ago when police finally started enforcing the law, um, seizing fuel and a massive stockpile of propane that they'd had, confiscating things, uh, removing structures, and they have arrested uh, about 25 people. So it's a bit more somber now, but they remain In the middle of the city, it remains a siege and there remains no end in sight. This may be a reflection of something more at play here, as many other far-right protests and other responses have emerged, fuelled by misinformation largely spread on Facebook. 
The occupation of Ottawa could be the latest example of what is called astroturfing, creating an impression of widespread grassroots support where little exists. Lorry drivers in Canada are 90% vaccinated already, and 84% of the population of Canada, including children, have received at least one dose of the vaccine. So the occupiers are, as Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said, a small fringe. Charlie Mitchell explains why the police have not simply gone in and moved the convoy along. The movement has been co-opted by far-right elements and extremist groups who are, have, have waved swastikas and Confederate flags and Trump flags and things. So the police essentially were terrified that there would be a violent confrontation if they were to try and crack down on them. That left residents feeling, feeling that they'd been completely abandoned. But with, with the police standing by for 10 straight days, doing absolutely nothing, watching it all unfold, they surrendered so much power and control to the protesters. The group has been receiving powerful supporters, including far-right politicians in the US like Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, and have also received millions of dollars in funding from international donors and crowdfunding sites. To more talks now on de-escalating tensions between Moscow and Kiev, as lawmakers from Germany, France and Poland sit down for discussions. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said the leaders are united in their aim to avoid war in Europe. Polish President Andrzej Duda added that tensions in the continent are the highest they've been since the fall of the Berlin Wall. In my opinion, this is the most difficult situation NATO and the European Union have faced since 1989, or at least the most difficult in which Central Europe and Europe in general have found themselves since the beginning of the 1990s. We have to find a solution, and that solution must ensure that war is avoided. This meeting came just hours after French President Emmanuel Macron said he'd been assured by Russia's leader that he did not intend to escalate the crisis, something the Kremlin has denied. After meeting with Ukraine's President Zelensky on Tuesday, President Macron said he has seen a willingness among leaders to uphold the Minsk agreements. With President Putin yesterday, I raised this subject that we discussed for a long time, and he himself committed to respect the Minsk agreements. And I want to thank you, President Zelensky, for having confirmed to me during our exchanges that you too are willing to respect these same accords. This shared determination is the only path that will allow us to build peace. The Times war correspondent Anthony Lloyd says the mantra among many Ukrainians is keep calm and carry on. All the normal things that you would normally see in a country preparing itself for war, you hardly see any of that here at all. There is a, a real degree of, of fatalism and some of that has been played deliberately by the Ukrainian government who do not want to see panic at this point. Yeah. This crisis could, could go on for weeks, could go on for months, could go on even longer. And the government here do not want a panicked citizenship, a population mass buying at supermarkets, drawing all the money out of the banks and the banks close. That would play entirely to Russia's advantage. On the way, a deadly landslide in Colombia sees people trapped in rubble. And this year's Oscar nominations are announced. Times of London Daily World Briefing. After hundreds of women came forward accusing a former University of California gynaecologist of sexual abuse, a historic settlement has now been made. 
Lawyers of UCLA announced that the Los Angeles College had agreed to a settlement of more than $246 million for the victims of Dr. James Heaps. Heaps was employed by UCLA for 35 years before his retirement in 2018, but the school began their investigation into him a year earlier. 203 women said they were groped or otherwise abused by Dr James Heaps during his career. The suit said that the university had ignored decades of complaints and deliberately concealed abuse. Last year, Heaps was criminally charged with 21 counts of sexual offences involving seven different women. To Colombia, where a landslide has swept through the second largest city, burning homes and killing at least 11 people. Dos Quebradas was hit in the early hours of Tuesday after torrential rains engulfed the surrounding coffee-growing province before descending on the city. 64 homes have been evacuated as a result and 35 people are thought to be injured. Firefighters and volunteers are still desperately searching through the debris as they race against time, fearing there may still be people inside. Landslides are not new to Colombia as the frequent heavy rains collide with the mountainous terrain. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With news of a new team being formed by a famous face, here's John Jackson. There'll be a new W Series motor racing team on the grid this season with a celebrity owner. Jenna Racing, the brainchild of former Olympic gold medal winner Caitlin Jenner, will compete in the 2022 All-Women Championship. The 72-year-old, who, as Bruce Jenner, won the decathlon at the 1976 Olympic Games and competed as a racing driver in the 1980s, publicly came out as a transgender woman in 2015. The team said on Tuesday that picking the driver lineup, car livery, and acquiring sponsors aligned with the mission of promoting women in sport was first on Jenner's agenda. The W Series visits five new circuits this year as part of an eight race calendar in which teams compete on the same weekends as Formula One for the second successive year. The series starts in Miami from May the 6th to the 8th as a support event for the inaugural Formula One Miami Grand Prix. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. This year's Oscar nominations have finally been announced. Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog leads the way with 12 nominations, closely followed by the sci-fi epic Dune with 10. Sir Kenneth Branagh has become the first actor to have been nominated in seven different categories throughout his career, though he still has yet to receive the coveted award. This year, pressure is mounting to make the awards relevant to the younger generation, after it tanked last year during a pared-down ceremony. There will also be a host for the first time since 2018, but who it is is yet to be announced. This year's ceremony will take place on Sunday the 27th of March. And finally, Wales is known for being a huge sheep farming country with many roaming the land and the nation's love for the animal has been captured after two men saved one from falling to its death. A ewe was trapped on the Great Orme Cliff Edge, a limestone headland on the north coast of the country. Knowing a fall would be fatal and with no way down, 
two animal welfare workers from a UK charity, Ab sailed down and were able to rescue it. One of the men was filmed grabbing the sheep one-handed until his colleague could safely take hold of the animal in his arms. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 9th of February. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.